Welcome to Surf Stories, the podcast brought to you by the Florida Surf Film Festival and Surfing's Evolution and Preservation Foundation. I'm your host, John Brooks, and with me, as always, is co-host Kevin Miller. And we have a third host today, none other than uh, our graphic designer, Tom Macaluso. That's right. Thank you. Happy to have you on the podcast, Tom. And, uh, well, uh, going into our host, or sorry, our guest for this episode, Harrison Roach, who's been a big part of our festival. Uh, I can say, likewise, you've been a big part of our festival. Not everybody knows you, especially who listen to the podcast, but Tom Macaluso is our creative director. He started with us the minute I started this festival with John, and Tom agreed to do some creative graphic design for us, and uh, it's been going on for 10 years now. We, yeah. we were smart enough to say, hey, Tom, you just designed the look, and we won't question it at all. And we'll try not to embarrass you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we'll, tr- we'll try to live up to the image <laughs> that you portray. We did yeah. one of the two. We got one of the <laughs> two. And in the meantime, uh, it's turned out to be a not necessarily profitable thing for you, but it has been a lot of fun to have a friend of mine who is cantankerous and impatient as you are when it comes to your own designs and having people provide feedback on them. You actually, you've been very generous with us. You've, you've gritted your teeth and uh, moved through any comments we might have had. That said, we try to leave you alone because everything you do is damn near perfect. Well, uh, you guys are always very complimentary, and uh, yeah. I make no bones about it that living with me is no prize. Yeah. But <laughs> tw- tw- tweaking your work for another is a challenge. Yeah. And, and I know that coming from a guy who creates spreadsheets for a living. But it is 100% uh, a pleasure to have had you do this for 10 years. And in recognition of that, we, John and I, made an effort to grab David Carson, uh, the well known graphic designer who's done a number of the wellest known. The wellest known. The wellest known <laughs> graphic designer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Nine Inch Nails covers. I mean, Just he's done. Surfer, surfer typeface. Rock yeah. star. Oh, he was yeah. a huge background in surfing. And, you know, Surfer Magazine was his baby for a while yeah. and went on to, was it Zigzag? Yep. Raygun. Raygun. Ray Gun. I'm yeah. sorry. Zigzag was. No, Zigzag's a South African yeah, okay. surf rag. But yeah, Raygun. Raygun. I mean, he's just been. Uh, a huge influence on your career, right, Tom? Absolutely. Yeah. Probably the largest influence. Okay. Um, uh, knowingly or unknowingly. Uh, yeah. Well, and a lot of times I've seen other people comment on our design on Instagram or wherever it may be, and they say something to the effect of, wow, that's that's great stuff. Looks a little bit like you are a you know, disciple of David Carson. Um, and, and by that, I don't mean to me it's derivative. But in a way, uh, you have similar aesthetics. Absolutely. And I've uh, always taken it as a compliment because yeah. uh, I I hold them at that level. So if someone thinks that it's even slightly related to that, that's amazing to me. Yeah. No, you create unbelievable work. We're super proud to, I mean, I can't imagine what we would be doing right now we probably wouldn't be doing probably wouldn't be doing it i don't know it's like <laughs> i don't know where i get graphic design from if not from you and not only is it unbelievable or not only is it like 
graphic design. It's unbelievable stuff. So enough of this stroking, but yeah. I will say thank you uh, on the record here before we have Harrison Roach come in. Um, and uh, it's been a pleasure to work with you for 10 years. You've been absolutely great and uh, happy to have you on our board of directors. Happy to have you uh, carry this festival to the heights that we uh, feel that it's gone, especially after having Taylor Steele out here doing all the design for his residency and the uh, festival itself. It's just been, I don't know, joyful. And so we're, we're all happy to have you on board. Yeah, and just to follow up a little, um, bringing David Carson out, um, and David was gracious enough to fly in, spend the weekend with us. Um, he was an absolute pleasure to be around. Um, Kevin and I approached him with the idea for presenting you with an award, and completely unprompted, he was like, do you guys care if I make him an award? And we're just like, yeah. what? Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead, you know? So it just was amazing. And then, um, you know, he presented it to Tom at the show, had some really beautiful things to say on the microphone about Tom and his work. And yeah, it was a really special night for us and I'm sure for you as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, certainly in the top memories for my professional career of um, one, it was a surprise. And then two, to have it be delivered from David and with the nicest things that I could ever imagine he would say. Um, one, to even know he thought I existed. Yeah. And then two, to, and I knew he was a follower of the festival. Yeah. He's been very gracious and commented former, through the years. Former Atlantic yeah. Center for the Arts master artist, by but the way, he's designed her logo. Truly yeah. a, a very nice, great person on top of being the talent that he is. Yeah, you so, got to pick him up at the airport, right? Yeah, I got to hang out with him for a couple hours and, um, you know, shoot some stories together. And um, just and then we've stayed in touch since. So it's been amazing. Good. It's been really amazing. That's phenomenal. Yeah, man, what a great ending to uh, 10 years of hard work. And uh, we look forward to 10 more because, I don't know, feeling good about uh, where we're at right now. We've got some great movies coming up on August 26th. I don't. I think this podcast will be out by then, actually. Uh, yeah. And, and we'll have uh, some uh, work by Alan Van Geisen, former award winner uh, at our festival for a short film about uh, the Skeleton Bay. Mm -hmm. wave. And then, obviously, uh, a movie that came out of nowhere on our submission site that you would think we would have heard about, considering the fact that John Brooks is in at least five minutes of it <laughs> uh, as an attendee of the big wave risk assessment groups course on the North shore of Oahu in 2019. They were actually filming while John was in the course. And, uh, the, the film is called big wave guardians. It's an amazing documentary about North shore lifeguards and, uh, and how that became a thing because it used to not really be a thing. Yeah. I think that the theme of the movie is, is essentially about how the big wave community after seeing so many of their friends die while surfing big waves, just went, you know what? We're going to have to create our own safety mechanism. And so between the Honolulu County lifeguards, the Hawaiian water patrol and the Bragg group, like it's basically the story of how these guys, it's a, it's a very DIY, um, like let's figure out how to save ourselves because nobody's coming for us. And, uh, 
And just coincidentally, after four or five years of talking to those guys and trying to get them here to present a summit, we were able to pull that off. So that same weekend, August 26th and 27th, Bragg will be hosting a two-day safety summit. They call it a surf responder course. And uh, it'll be up at the Volusia County Lifeguard Headquarters in Daytona Beach. And then uh, they'll also be at the festival on Saturday night. And Greg Long, Andrea Moeller, Zach Diano, they all feature heavily in the movie. And they'll be at the festival. So it's going to be a great night. That's just, a, you know, icing on the cake, uh, knowing that we're going to be surrounded by people trained by them in the lineup now. Yeah. And, and I wish I could take the course. I'm going to be too busy, but I really would. I don't know why I didn't in Hawaii or whatever. I was last minute. I uh, don't think they wanted you there. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> yeah. There's a high probability. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the guy in the, yeah, uh, that's like on old school when the guy asks a question. And he goes, yeah, from guy probably not going to get in. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like uh, that, w- that would be me. But I, I actually was there during the filming, did not get caught on camera like John Brooks did. He's, I swear to God, I think I saw you eight times. Yeah. It's, and they're smiling and, and, and making cool faces. And I just, I was like, that's my friend, John Brooks. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, he's in Big Wave uh, Guardians, which will be on August 26th. We're really looking forward to sharing that along with a couple of fantastic short films. And uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Should we move on to Harrison now? Absolutely. Speaking of the films that we show, Harrison has featured in, I want to say over the 10 years that we've been doing the festival, he's been in probably at least five of the films that we've shown. And um, he used to be the face of a brand called Deus Ex Machina. Yeah. And um, they made some beautiful films, um, motorcycling through Java and South um, to Sion. Sion Available on the Surf Network, I believe. Yes, yes. But I've always been a huge fan of Harrison surfing. Um, He, in my opinion, is probably, probably him and Justin Quintal are my top two in terms of world-class longboarders and world-class surfers on any kind of craft in any kind of waves. Um, You know, can, can nose ride and waist high point breaks like you wouldn't believe, but can pull into 10 foot G land barrels, you know, the same uh, amount of skill and grace. And yeah, it's just, um, a couple years ago, I think it was, he became the the face of Rourke, which happens to be our apparel sponsor for the festival. So it's just been a great fit. But uh, we showed his film back in June, Garden Variety. Um, and it was about a motorcycle trip that he and a couple of buddies took. Not not particularly famous guys, just friends of his. And I, the thing I liked about that was the, the fact that it was a very um, – normal surf trips kind of surf trip that any of us would have taken they it wasn't like a big budget thing they didn't have like the best motorcycles out there they're like fixing their bikes on the way drying out spark plugs with lighters and shit like that like it just made it feel very attainable and and real and that's I some think, great surfing as well yeah yeah you're right he's he's all around surfer uh extraordinaire we i mean how do you take your eyes off him when he's on the water with without a doubt one of my favorite surfers too it's really a nice thing to have him on the podcast and uh, you'll learn a lot more about him so why don't we just kick it in and have a go absolutely enjoy our chat with harrison
where did you go in Northern Territory, just out of curiosity? Well, I went to West Arnhem Land to a place called Wooligi, which is um, about six hours or so west of Darwin. Okay. Indigenous land, really cool area. We got invited out there by a friend's uncle um, for a future rock campaign. So, um, no kidding. Bit of a scout mission. So, that's really exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Real. The closest I've ever been to Darwin was 400 miles north, I think, in Rhodey off the. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, Nimbrella. Close to Indonesia. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, Numbrella was a good way. Have you been up there to Rhodey and surfed on any of those waves? I haven't actually. The furthest um, east I've been in the islands is uh, Sumbawa. And like we mm. did a boat trip around uh, past Scar Reef and a little bit further east than that. But okay. uh, no, I'd love to get out there. It looks stunning. Yeah, it's a, it's a really the West good. Papua, but, yeah. Fair enough. It's a, it, it, I mean, for the board variety, you couldn't really ask for much more uh, with that left-hander. It's just got all kinds of different sections on it, and it goes forever. And it it would be it would be a fun wave to goof around on and take the family to, or something fun like that, you know. Right. I heard there's like I think I was looking at one point at like a pumping right-hander there as well. Isn't Sucky like mamas. Yeah, pretty I pretty think... rare. Like it doesn't break like really well, really often, but it looks like a amazing wave that might be i i think sucky mamas is probably a little well known on the well-known side and if you're talking about something a little more misto um i well, may I know not there's have heard misto waves. i think it's well known i just don't i think it's inconsistent like it's oh, okay. hard to get, hard to get really good but i i don't know much about that area so I'm yeah just... fair enough yeah we could talk all day about uh fun surf spots i'm pretty sure we should probably bring this around and just say uh welcome to the podcast harrison roach we appreciate you coming on and taking the time to talk with john and i today thank you yeah it's lovely lovely to be here appreciate it you got it we'll direct we'll it, we have this little intro outro thing we do and uh we'll record those later and uh rourke is obviously a sponsor of the festival that we do four times a year and you're you've been a big part of that festival as you probably know may not know but um, with Arc of Alusha and lots of different uh, films Alpha that you Stein. were featured. Yeah, exactly. So it's uh, it's lovely to finally meet you and uh, put a face. Well, we don't know what your face looks like. But anyway, to, to talk with you on the show. And uh, we just, you know, da David Scales is a really close friend of ours. He's actually on our board of directors and has been a great guide in our podcast uh, efforts. And we are a part of the Surf Splendor podcast network too so what we didn't want to do was you know rehash too much of the stuff that you and david talked about and we could direct people to that podcast so um yeah that's kind of why we're here though is to get some good surf stories out of you but you know usually we like to give our listeners a little more a little background on you before we kick it off yeah well it's my uh it's very early days in the podcast world for me that was the <laughs> first one i've ever been involved in and uh, now quickly backing it up with another so i hope i'm not gonna bore everyone <laughs> by repeating myself but, um, yeah, we'll keep nice. it live we have we have john brooks on this podcast there's no worries about boring anybody <laughs> it's been quite Our, ours, <laughs> ours is much uh ours is much more conversational so to speak um yeah. whereas uh david's is more of a traditional like an interview 
where he has questions. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're just gonna sit here and shoot the shit for a little bit. And yeah, exactly. See where it takes us. <laughs> Sounds good. I wish it wasn't nine in the morning. Yeah, I'd probably have a beer in my hand. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, we <laughs> I mean, uh, we learned this. No, the hard no way, judgment. Though. No judgment from us if you want to crack a beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, a uh, little little throwback to the year we started the festival. Uh, a fellow named Mick Soiza flew from Australia for the first festival we ever did to premiere a short film that he made called handcrafted Thomas Bexton. And, uh, oh, that no was, way. that well, was actually the winner of the short documentary category for best no way. Short, short documentary. Well, I'm at the factory right now. This is, um, this is a little meeting room office space in the factory at, at Thomas's Zana's oh, bubble wrap out there for wrapping boards. We currently got yeah. a whole heap of surfboards en route to uh to the States. So after all those years, Thomas is now gonna have his surfboards available over there, which is super fun. And oh, they're coming unreal. out together. Him and I are coming out together on the second of August. So are really you? excited. I wish um wish we could make it to Florida. I think it's gonna be a little bit tricky this time, but same same thing with those films for you guys, film festivals. There have been plans to get out there for it, but it's just never worked out. I think through that Arc of Volusia thing, it was um, just right around when COVID sort of hit. So that canned everything for my uh, Fun America tour. We we're going to travel yeah. around, but yeah, I got to get over your guys' way one day. That's cool. For sure. Doc one, Doc's video one. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. I think, uh, and Ben Wyland's a holding a few awards as well for uh, work he submitted. And, uh, you know, we we don't take it too seriously, but it, it is pretty cool for these guys who get very little recognition for making movies that John and I revere and love. And people from Florida, I mean, you know, the waves are marginal at best. We have our days, but the, uh, um, the Wanderlust is fed mostly by these incredible images we get to sit back and view with a, uh, coffee or a beer or whatever it may be and uh it's been it's been great having you part of it and so that that was a little throwback i wanted to you know give your way and uh welcome to america thomas and uh yeah we hope hope you guys sell the show get him in here at some point <laughs> get him in here at some point to say good day oh yeah. yeah that'd be epic well what maybe i'll just walk around with the laptop and uh walk you into the shaping day <laughs> yeah, there he's, we go annoying like, what's trying to make a board and you've uh, you've been uh, working with Doc and riding his boards for quite a long time, correct? Yeah, it's a decade. This year's ten years. Wow, um, we've been mates for a lot longer than that. But uh, before that, I was um, riding some of Joel's boards and stuff. But uh, yeah, I changed a sponsor at that period, and part of that was riding the boards. It was Deus, and Thomas mm -hmm. was closely affiliated with Deus. So it was like the best excuse ever for us to to actually start, you know, for me to start riding his boards. I'd wanted to for quite a while. He's just a he's a local legend around here, Doc. So it's it's really special, and since then become like one of my best friends. So really epic. Uh, yeah, ten years. It's flown by. That's for sure. I feel a bit older than I was. <laughs> definitely noticing it. Yeah, that's actually this is our tenth year doing the film festival as well. And oh, uh, congratulations! Oh so, yeah, well thanks, man. On the same it's timeline, not there. easy to do to pull off. So good on you. 
It's not. Yeah. And it's, it started out, uh, you know, just one, one event per year. And now we're up to four times a year and then two podcasts a month. And, uh, it's starting to wow. feel like a job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. But it's too much fun. It's too much fun to feel too much like a job. Oh, yeah. I know. That's what I've been aiming for with my whole yeah. life. So do you yep. work, uh, do you work with Thomas, uh, like in the, like in the board manufacturing business or uh, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm sitting behind a desk most of the time here. Uh, I do work with him a lot on a bunch of different designs and, you know, it's just a feedback process as a surfer. You, and when you have a good relationship with a shaper and who's open to, you know, he's a, he's a great surfer, but, um, he's really open to feedback and we work together on a lot of different designs, but, I've made a few boards over the years of like shaped and glass and sanded surfboards, but um, it's hard work. It's uh, it's fun for me and it's really rewarding to do and an experience probably everybody should should try. But it's a difficult um skill to learn. One of those thousand hour jobs that isn't all you know super rad and and cool. It's just yeah. hard work with a sander or a planer, and um, fortunately. One of my best mates has already done all that hard work. So yeah. by the idea, he can pretty quickly bring it to life. Oh, that's unreal. I reckon the people yeah. that should try it the most are the people that complain about the price. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Get in there and try to make one yourself. And you'd be like, oh, shit, this should be like $2,000. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's kind of, with the with the price of materials and everything these days, it's kind of like, how much they're getting up to it's unfortunate yeah. but if you want a well-crafted surfboard particularly long boards which you know there's so much more effort gone into the the glassing and laminate laminating and uh sanding and everything it's it's expensive you want a nice triple stringer with a gloss coat it's kind of the price they're getting up towards at this point yeah it's no crazy kidding. i was i just was in uh, byron bay back in uh april and uh went into the mctavish shop in there and yeah like a really like a nice like triple stringer gloss color was i think i think they were 1600 or 1675 yeah, australian yeah. which is a little yeah, i mean it's a little sure. better for us uh are the dollar strong right now so it was uh yeah our dollar I mean, you just you look on look online and um like christensen's and and eden souls boards and stuff in the states are all around that 2000 us mark these days i think yeah. the price of blanks like increased significantly in the us um we're probably going to experience that here sooner or later because we've just had a major um blank business shut down bennett's an iconic sort of blank brand but really um, they're gone probably burford's uh the blanks we use are still going strong and you know we haven't seen it happen yet but it's a supply and demand issue that you know, phone blowings like not happening as much as it once was. So prices are going to oh. go up. Wow. Wow. So Bennett's is gone. Like everything. <laughs> That's crazy. Was yeah. it like a Clark, Clark phone thing where they shut down overnight or was it? Uh, no, it was a long time coming. So the fam it was a family run business uh, with the father and, and the, his um, kids who are running it. It just, it's just, you know, not the, not the, thing they want to do anymore uh, they're also yeah. sitting on probably one of the most like i think they're down in that brookvale area i'm not i don't know everything about it but i just hear about it um being here and working here and 
I think the the property that they're on just like is worth a lot of money. Right. So <laughs> like I don't think the the industry is is worth as much as the property it's on. So yeah. Oh wow. Them, anyway, the, yeah, it's natural. Realities. Yeah. But yeah, so, Thomas, I'm working here as like the creative director along with Thomas, who is a really creative guy and has managed the growth of his brand super well. And um, yeah, just here helping out. I've always helped out over the years, but now I have a bit of an official role and do a couple of days a week in the office with him and it's it's good fun. Nice, hopefully nice. The, hopefully those other days are R&D, uh, you know, yeah. in exotic places, like as we are used to seeing you. Yeah, I, we still sneak we still sneak out when the points are pumping and have a long good. lunch together <laughs> on on a surfboard. Nice. Um, but, are you guys planning with your launch of his brand in the US or is he planning like a shaping tour of any kind or no, so all the all the boards are still being uh fully made in Australia. So okay. a little bit difficult for anyone to come and, and work over there. Uh, um but um yeah, this is a sea container full of surfboards being shipped over. So they're all made in-house. They're all still handled by Thomas and shaped by Thomas. And, um, yeah, it's kind of important to us that we maintain that quality control rather than getting somebody sure. else to do it. I don't know if this is – you guys cut out for a second then? Or you froze no, up, you, but... you yeah, kept yours... going. Just the video was a little yeah. frozen, a little – no worries. And we're, we're yeah, good so... at the post, post-production stuff too. We can take anything out. Nice. Yeah, we'll just be coming out. We've got a um a longboard film actually that uh where it's more of a video like a uh, that my friend Hunter and I uh, shot and edited, which is all based in Noosa. All the Thomas family and stuff who are from this area and live in this area. Um, it's like a twenty eight minute longboard video, which we're just organizing a couple of premieres just before I sat down. For this interview, I was like, well, shit, probably should have flicked it over to you guys with a little bit of time in advance. Oh, yeah. But there's yeah, still plenty of time. We're gonna <laughs> definitely check it out, that's for sure. Please do. Well, for for a year, I, I figure there's a bit of bit of time that, there. That's the benefit of that. There's always a there's always a show right around the corner. So yeah. Yeah. Well, so yeah, yeah August. We come out and um just go and be there for when the shipment arrives and people have already been buying boards. We're gonna meet some customers and some stores and hang out and surf, you know, surf Malibu and Santa and tick those boxes, maybe get over to New York as well um, and check that zone out. So Doc's never been there. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. If awesome. you can manage uh, a quick side trip to Rhode Island on uh, August uh, 19th, there's this legendary character named Sita Bruzy who opened a water brother surf shop deck. It's like kind of like a historic centerpiece for touchstone for surfers on the East coast. And, uh, they're showing a documentary about Sid right around August 19th. So yeah. I don't know, hopefully you can migrate up there. We're just going to miss it. We'll be oh, coming yeah. home. Okay. On, I think the fourth, 14th, but, um, or the 15th, but that's mm. a bummer. It would have been awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, well, if you do make it to New York, obviously Montauk is a really nice spot if yep. there's a storm out yeah. there somewhere. We're gonna get out there. I think I might try and make the trip even if um even if there's no surf. I when I was uh I just had my twenty first birthday and I went out to 
uh, I went out to like Virginia Beach for the first ever duct tape invitational. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that, Joel, a friend of his, and I drove up to New York, up the coast. And I was supposed to be there for a week and ended up staying for a month, as you do when nice. you're a kid and just don't have any responsibilities or anything. But I was floating between like they had a, a place in the Lower East Side in the city. And yeah. I bought a I bought like a beach cruiser bicycle and I'd ride that up to 150 50th Street and jump on the Hampton Jitney and like go out to Montauk. And there was three swells when I was there. So wow. I went out like, three times and I had friends who had places out there that I was crashing with. And yeah, I don't want to talk up the surf scene there, but like it was <laughs> still kind of early days. Like, you know, the city hadn't fully taken over. So there was still mm-hmm. that like gritty, gritty local scene that like, you know, surfs through the most hectic winters ever. Yeah. But it was definitely starting to pop off with that, you know, popularity of longboarding and ditch planes was getting crowded and whatnot. Yeah. But, Beautiful area. Wow, I loved it. Yeah, and you're friends with uh, Mikey De Temple, right? You, yeah, you're... Mikey. I've known Mikey since you know. I think he, I, don't, I was probably seventeen and or younger. Even he was like crashing up my mum's house and stuff, uh, coming out for the Noosa Festival of Surfing, the event we yeah. have here. Met a lot of um, my stateside friends and just the longboard friends generally through this event that is run here and has been run since like 92, I think the Noosa festival. So wow, fortunate for me to have that um, come to my hometown and have all these people come and visit. <laughs> Made yeah. a lot of friends. That's unreal. Yeah. Mikey's from central Florida originally, but he's been in New York for quite some time now. So I'm sure. Yeah. I, was, I definitely crashed up. on his couch. A couple of those trips <laughs> yeah. to Montauk. He was there at that point. Nice. Nice. Um, so one thing I did want to touch on, uh, you discussed in your interview with, uh, with David Lee, um, on surf splendor that you've been involved in quite a few films. And we actually just in, at our June event, uh, for the Florida surf film festival, we showed garden variety, um, which is your most recent work. Um, but, and I was thinking that that was your directorial debut, um, with garden variety, but I, I don't think it is. You, you've been involved in some of the dais films as well, correct? Yeah, but I didn't I didn't direct the Deus films. Um, but I was heavily involved in like all of the ones that I, I featured in. It's just the nature of like the way it was all shot and who we shot it with that the guy directing it was Dustin Humphrey. Um, uh, but he wasn't he's so busy at that point in time with the Temple of Enthusiasm in Bali that you know he couldn't he couldn't come, but he had the idea for most of those trips we did, but yeah, we all just had to work really hard together. And my friend Anthony Dodds and um, Andre Fauzi or Andre Cricket, as we call him, um, they they worked on all the projects with me, and we had like we had to do it all ourselves. Basically, we had you know a WhatsApp group coming through with messages from Dustin, Dustin sort of saying what his vision was, and then we had to go out and achieve it. And we're all pretty young and young and out in our careers as well so it was a great way to to learn the the tricks and tools of the trade and um yeah we're a good team that's why i was super rad to force this garden variety trip to happen um because since 
I stopped spending as much time in Indonesia and we're all just being pulled in different directions. We weren't um, working together anymore and just didn't have that excuse to hang out um, like we always did, which was like clouded and, you know, shaded the idea of work. And it was really just like what we wanted to do with our lives. Um, So that's what kind of initiated this one. And we, like we, I think we all felt through a lot of those film projects and everything that maybe perhaps we didn't quite get the credit we deserved um, for some of them. We weren't bitter about it. It was just the nature of it. And, and of course, like um, Dustin really had the vision and everything, but this is a good excuse to take ownership for the three of us all together. Uh, and that's how it always was in our eyes. Nice. Great little flick. We, we really enjoyed it. And um, I like your, tonality of uh the you know the journey is uh the really the highlight of the of the of the film and you know not just the beautiful waves you get because we we look at those images and they they sort of get a little mesmerizing after a while so being able to get the feel for the road and uh the idea of i mean for a land not landlocked but i'm you know Getting getting on a motorcycle and driving around Indonesia is probably the furthest thing from my skill set <laughs> as it relates to travel. I'd be like, like, how, how do you affix the rack to the motorcycle and get your board on like, securely and strap it? You know, I mean, like, there's going to be a lot of like anxiety. You hire a welder. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's my thing. I'm like, well, how do we find a welder? And I don't even know. Explain Bahasa, Indonesia. That I can love that shit. Want. Okay, um, there you go. Yeah, actually, the um, the South of Cyan film, like I, I, I love that film. I'm really proud of it. For a long time, us I, too. I was like, kind of, for a long time, I couldn't really watch it and appreciate it because it's just uh, too much of me. I just cringe the whole time. Every hmm. hear myself speak, I'm just like, oh, like, <laughs> I had to get away from it and distance myself from it, but. My one actual regret, I think, for that project is that it didn't really show the whole story. It, it was that golden hour perfection mm. feeling uh, surf film, which like is an, is a great achievement. But the actual trip, like driving that piece of shit Land Rover with 20 surfboards on the roof and two bikes on the back was like, a story of breaking down and being stuck on the side of the road, like everywhere we went, we went and imagine having a European car, like a, like a late eighties Land Rover in fucking Indonesia where wow. like, you're not getting parts for that thing anywhere. You're just hoping that you find somebody who's, who can just jerry rig something together and get you back on the road. But yeah, that whole film is really like pristine and beautiful and flowy and, and lovely. Yeah. But, like the reality was was a little different. <laughs> like yeah. we're like sitting in the back seat with your knees up like this, like <laughs> driving 13 hours, like the road home from Padang, like way up north in North Sumatra, like driving that thing back to Bali, you know, like it's a, it's a huge trip. And when you do it in one straight shot, it's like pretty torturous. But you know, those are the things I we that really made us as a group come together and bond over. Like, and in hindsight, they were the funniest, like most hilarious moments of the trip. Mm. Yeah, we got barreled. Yeah, we like ate great food and you know saw 
pristine sunsets over the water and <laughs> whatever like but we remember like breaking down and and borrowing a jack off off a truck driver and like you know being stuck on the side of the road and you know south sumatra and having the gear stick fall off like snap off at the base <laughs> after we came down a huge mountain after we came down a huge mountain range like Oh, yeah, gear just snapped off right where it's joined. You could see afterwards that it had been welded like four times together. Oh. <laughs> um, we just come down this huge mountain range. Anyone who's ever been in, driven to South Sumatra from um, Lampung will will know the one I'm talking about. And it's like so dangerous in this like boat of a car that's just swaying up every every corner, <laughs> like feeling like it's gonna roll. And you know, what would have happened had that have yeah, happened at a different spot. We're lucky, but yeah, that, those are the things I remember. So while garden variety is still really fun, it's lighthearted and and whatever. We showed a little a little bit of like the reality of those types of trips where you you break down all the time, and that's that's sort of part of the fun in our eyes. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, that's that's great. and and like just remembering back to when we showed the film. Um, I'm always keen to kind of uh, see like the audience reaction and interaction with the film, like while it's playing. And those were definitely the parts of the film that got, uh, got those chuckles and, and things like that, where, you know, a lot of times a lot of surf films in the past have didn't want to show that because they view that as almost a negative um, but but like you said, in reality, that's what makes the trips interesting. That's what those are the things you remember. It's you know you obviously you remember the waves as well. But yeah, it's a different type of um, it's just a really different type of filmmaking that documentary style as opposed to um, like the South Australian capturing the, the beautiful shots and like some um, some camera operators like the DOPs will really just want to capture the beauty like and because it's in in there i was really oh for whatever reason they, that's what they want to capture and it's just as difficult to capture those fly by the hip real moments as well i think sure um and for sure when we're in the south cyantra it was it was hard to do it because we were just struggling to like get from point a to point b and like fair enough if you have a a nice car following you or, you know, a support vehicle and they're, they're off to the side shooting and documenting those moments. But the reality is for us on those trips is that we're doing it all and we don't have that that kind of support. So pulling out a camera when really you're supposed to be like taking the bikes off the back before you put the, someone else puts the jack under the car or, or like you're actually all pulling out the spark plugs and trying to dry stuff and trying to fix shit it's harder to do, but with garden variety, a lot of those shots when stuff did go wrong was simple as like using an iPhone, which is just yeah. so much yeah. easier now. You can film it. I'm like standing there in the dark with a head torch and my iPhone after we crossed a little river mouth and Andre's bike, which is broke down everywhere, is broken down again. So and I just pull it out and then he's taking the spark plug off the bike and like lighting it with his cigarette, trying to dry, <laughs> dry it out, blowing into the carburetor. It looks like he's smoking a bong or something. And I'm, I'm sitting there going, this is hilarious. Like, I, and it's, well, it's part of the fun, but also we're sitting there going like, I really hope we can get this bike started because yeah. we've got like, 
10 Ks to go to the tiny little Warung. That's the only place anywhere. So let's mm. make that happen, please. I think we end up, yeah, towing him. So, but we got it going most of the time. That's the most important thing. Most of the time we got the bikes running again. Well, well yeah, great. I bet your Bahasa goes from uh, 300 words to uh, 1300 real quick. Mine's pretty pathetic, unfortunately. I <laughs> Is wish, that right? I wish I could claim. Yeah, <laughs> I I fair enough. When you're hiring for a small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role, and there's no faster or effective way than through LinkedIn Jobs. Your time and capital are precious, and there is a powerful resource that can help you focus on what you're good at and integrate people into your team seamlessly to help grow your business. LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to find the right professionals for your team efficiently and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. Everyone is already on LinkedIn with their resumes and references, and now LinkedIn has designed a hiring platform to connect you with candidates specifically qualified for the job that you post about. More than a billion professionals meticulously organized to connect people by skill set to help us all advance our position. 2.5 million businesses already use LinkedIn for hiring, and 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's that fast, easy to use, and effective. LinkedIn Jobs can help you write job descriptions, filter the right person to you, and give you the tools to help you interview them like a pro. LinkedInjobs.com surf is where you go to post your job for free. Yes, totally free that's linkedinjobs.com slash surf to post your job for free terms and conditions apply i've heard you talk about the film and and you use the term uh, approachable a lot and relatable and and that's definitely what you feel in those moments because most of our folks in our audience are hardcore surfers and have been surfing and traveling and those are the kind of, that's what it felt like a very relatable trip, you know? Um, yeah. They're the experiences everyone has, you know, when like, just, you know, it's not this over accentuated drama, like, and we're not over dramatizing like a simple like issue of a spark plug being wet, but it is just the, it's a funny reality of like when you're on a, on a road trip, like stuff, stuff does go wrong and there's things you remember, I think, but um. Yeah. yeah, anyone can go and get a few bikes and like or scooters or whatever it is with two of their their mates and and go and do a trip and see what happens and yeah that's that's how you have fun I think. Well, Rourke's nice nice enough to uh, promote that type of filmmaking and also promote that uh, that tonality that you like as a director and um, you know take it further you know in, in your next trip. Have you already been to shoot the footage or are you on your way to Sardinia soon? No, we haven't been yet. So that's October. Okay. Um, okay. I'm, I'm going to be just along for the ride on that one. We've got uh, uh, Jeff Johnson and nice. uh, Matt Costa are going to be teaming up to direct like the film project for that one. Uh, Matt's done a really fun one in the past. I'm, sh I'm sure you guys would have seen uh, Don De Los Terremotos. Um, yep. yep, we had Matt out for that. Mexico. I really love that one. Um, and yeah, it's excited. Obviously, Jeff's a legend and super creative and has a great eye. So 
I'll be taking a back seat on that trip and watching those boys at work. Um, but yeah, Sardinia, pretty excited to go there. I'm just like so fortunate to have landed a job with Rourke because the places they've taken me have just been like incredible. Um, I think the one next one after that is Norway and like not just Norway. I think we're going to go like really far north. Um, I'm not hundred percent sure, but it sounds like I was just with the uh, design lead, Sam Cotty up in the territory. And he was like, dude, I think you're going like way, <laughs> way up there. man." <laughs> like, so I'm like, I'm just like sort of getting nervous about <laughs> you know what kind of wetsuit I'm going to need if, if we're going to be trying to surf or like what the program is but yeah really exciting um to think of the opportunities I've been having yeah well hopefully yeah. they can time it where the earth is pointed straight at the sun <laughs> aka you know 2024 summer and I don't know might make it a little warmer but even then there's probably going to be I'd I like to eat. be able to sleep a little bit though <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Yeah, like that full twenty-four hours of daylight vibe. Like, geez, I'll have it. Wow. Well, you see the aurora borealis or something, you might get some good views. Wow, that would be really cool. Fingers crossed yeah. for that. Uh, we were down in the South Island of uh, New Zealand um, on another rock trip uh, last year in the middle of winter, and uh, we had an opportunity to see the aurora australis. Um, I think that's what you call it. Uh, but it was too it was too much weather so you know i don't know if i don't, I don't know we just didn't manage for some reason i don't know if the weather affects that even when i think about sure. it but we um, didn't manage to see it but yeah what a i would love to do that yeah bit of a bucket list thing yeah right on the north so have you ever had any formal training with uh, like filmmaking or anything like that? Or have, has it just been kind of a DIY, like learn as you go through your years with Deus and now with work? Just just through like my senior years at high school. It was as simple as that. And that's kind of what taught me the love of it. And um, outside of that, it's all been pretty DIY. And then uh, obviously working with a bunch of different brands and on all kinds of different projects. I've just been super fortunate to have the year and, um, you know, help of like a lot of greats involved in the business. And I, I really try to, when I'm around those people, just learn from them, you know, because it's, yeah. it's a skill set I really value and I'm really interested in. Um, I've never been like a camera operator, but like I, I understand like different types of shots and, you know, it, it's what excites me. Like, one of my best mates here is a guy, Andy Goff, um, who is like a freak. He started out his job, you know, as a as a uh, and as an assistant in the commercial world, and just basically carrying gear around. He was a runner with cables. He did. He worked his way up like that really old school way of learning, and now he's a he's a really well sought after DP working out of Sydney and super successful he, he uh does a whole heap of commercial work but he also gets hired by like Kai Neville to shoot all his 16 mil stuff mm. and he does a bunch of creative work and he's just like the kid who like in the early days we were 16 and like I, I get a message from this kid from Brisbane who's like oh maybe we could like 
shoot something like should we shoot some surfing together and i'm like bloody oath but he rocks <laughs> up with his van and like we would have had our licenses so been 17 or so and he's got like a dolly like this jerry rig dolly that he's made out of like roller blade wheels and like a track <laughs> or something like and I love he's it. like we'll do this shot and like so i've always been connected with that aspect of of filmmaking and um take a note you know and uh, yeah just really fortunate that i haven't had to uh do the slog those hard yards like andy did or go to university and and study it in that way um but you know that's also why i'm not like a lead commercial dop or, or something out of sydney it's just not the path i've taken fair I'm enough well one little uh would you want to be projects in <laughs> <Yeah>. java <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Hats off to you, man. You're such an incredible surfer and, uh, to have that other side of your brain or whatever it is working too is, is, uh, well, well, you know why we're talking to you and we're lucky enough to have you on this podcast. And I mean, any other good questions for Harrison before we try to mine the, uh, the surf oh, story? And like I said, not, not a question, but more of an observation is just throughout your career as a pro surfer, um, it has a little bit more of like a blue collar ethos to it um, in the sense that you're you're not like the the prima donna pro that's like, you know, people are carrying your shit for you and you just show up and surf and <laughs> everybody like, you know, throws rose petals as you walk to the water and like it's just cool. It's very relatable. And um, yeah, it's just been something I've always admired and just wanted to say good good on you for that. Yeah, I'm going to use that uh, prima donna pro alliteration. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to, that thing has legs. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> you just, you see that in, in a lot of, especially recently, you see that. And, and some of these guys are getting paid crazy money. And so it's easy to see why they might feel that way. But um, yeah, it's just, it's very refreshing to see somebody that's like, hey, I'll, I'll carry my bags and I'll ride a motorcycle and I'll fix it when it breaks down. And, and, uh, Hey, I'll film the whole thing and make a movie out of it too. Like, <laughs> yeah, I always yeah. had to work for it to be a pro surfer. I, like, you know, ever since I was a little kid and like the, uh, the whole, the five best kids in town are all sponsored by Billabong, Quicksilver, Ripkill, blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, I didn't have a sponsor like that. So mm -hmm. I, the help I got, I like work for and oh, you know, it, it, um, it's, it's definitely benefited me in the long run. Um, and I've had a longer career because of it. And it seems like it's just going from step to step and getting better and better over the years. So, um, and it's definitely been, it's benefited us because, um, I think Kevin will echo what I say, like throughout the 10 years that we've been doing the film festival, those films from Deus and now these films from Rourke, they just have a different feel to them and i i have a feeling that a lot of it is because it's guys like yourself matt costa jeff johnson those are the guys making the films and you guys you are the film as well as you're making the film um mm. and that that really shows through so yeah we, we yeah, have the... to do more <laughs> we have to try harder <laughs> yes yeah. we, we we like to hold up the idea of what you guys represent and uh, being partnered with Rourke for us has been, has been just a, a real thankful. We'll have a lot of gratitude for uh, Ryan and, and the, the team over there coming on board to support this festival. And we, we'd I'm be sure talking to you no matter what. Too. 
It goes both ways, you know, having guys like you showing people and, and spreading the word about these sorts of projects is integral to their success. So really thank you as well. Good it's, awesome. it's a good sure. fit. Sure. Yeah. And kind of like you're talking about in the films, like at the end of the day, um, just like on a surf trip, like the waves are maybe, uh, I mean, obviously you remember the waves, but it's the experiences that you have on the, on the adventure with your friends. Um, and the festival is very similar to that at the end of the day, like everybody remembers the movies, but it's the fact of getting our community together and being inspired by this art that you guys make. And we put on the screen and, uh, it, it inspires them to go and have these adventures themselves and so yeah it's super fun mm -hmm. yeah it's longer lasting than certainly in the surf world like in surfing you catch a wave and it's like instantaneous you're in the moment and then it's done but like yeah. the other experiences and memories last forever yeah well that's yeah. kind of that's kind of why we do do this podcast too is we want to capture a couple of stories that have the 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 lasting narrative of uh around the dinner table after a good day of surf or you know a lot of times when filmmakers show up they'll tell us these incredible stories that nobody's really recorded whether it be like making the film or just being stranded in the strait between you know uh mentwise and in the mainland or something so it that's kind of the opportunity we like to give folks like you after we've interviewed you and if we if we great come up with something great but do you have anything uh off the top of your head or you know do you you want us to prompt you or anything like that is there anything coming um, to mind I, just along the same vein I, just something just popped into my head when you um saying like you know sitting around the table after a day of waves i, I think one of the most unique and cool things about surfing um is when you're somewhere totally random like traveling through indonesia and yeah there's a few few locals there who you get to meet but a, a lot of the time there's they've not been fortunate enough to like have access to surfboards and equipment and whatever so there's a lot of just like random people put in the same position together in a lineup mm -hmm. and maybe at the start of a session everybody's a little bit kind of side-eyeing each other and <laughs> trying to figure out their space in the lineup trying to figure out who's who who does what like what roles are we playing out here and but like when you have a really epic day of waves when you have this pumping experience with that everybody's sharing and you're in a good crowd where people are sharing the, the surf, but they're also sharing the experience and hooting each other into waves. And some guys get the waves of their life. Other guys have the beat down of their life, like, but everybody's in it together. And the experience afterwards, I had it once in Nias, like I went up there with, um, with Ty Graham, Ty Buddha, and there was a whole crew there. Kobe Abaddon was there and like a bunch of just random dudes. Um, and it was this epic, epic day of surfing. For me, it was like at that point, the best surfing day of my life. But that evening, there's like one little bar with a with a pool table and the whole crowd was at this one spot just standing around drinking beers, probably too many beers because we're all so hyped up and excited. <laughs> but like, talking about the day and and knowing that like we're gonna every time i see this guy we're gonna look at each other and be like oh yeah i remember that like yeah that was good <laughs> like, yeah we have a share connection which like unless you're um you know winning i feel like it it can be related to like winning a grand final as like a professional football team or something like that it's like 
it's really difficult outside of in in everyday life to find those experiences where you can connect with somebody and like share something like that that you just have never met before like totally random and all of a sudden you're like friends you know <laughs> like real friends yeah yeah it's yeah. pretty rad like uh, and yeah the moments after those days sitting around talking about it, it's so sick i mean neas plays a special part in my surf movie history i think there's this movie called adventures in paradise that came out in like 1982 and yeah. chris chris lassen um guy named scott dietrich made it and uh had a lot of hawaii in it but the the main feature of the film was uh a trip that chris lassen and i can't remember the other guy's name right now but um they flew well boated whatever you have to do to get to neas which is a lot and um they scored and it was the most almond shaped perfect right hand barrel that i had ever seen i'm a goofy foot but it still didn't matter it was streamy you know great sort of early 80s jazz music which was you know uh, it was incredible and it blew my mind that got me before i was even a surfer i would i had rented that movie and and Grow, grown into i was 12 13 years old maybe or something like that and uh but that wave changed a little bit i think after the it's tsunami hello through the yeah right the, the reef rose it's like way heavier now it's pretty is gnarly. that when you were there is after it had risen i take it and yeah, yeah, and, you, it, yeah. and i feel like that swell was oh, yeah that was 2006 or 7 to well, like I, I can't remember when the huge a huge tsunami and earthquake hit there, but um, sounds about right. It was devastating, uh, but it had some small positive impact for the travel. Yeah. I suppose. <laughs> right. I mean, that's the way the earth works, I suppose. And and so, but how? Tell us about uh, a couple of. And like you said, it was it was the most dreamy day of waves you had ever had. And uh, give us a little more detail about that. So just like you you were talking about, like before I went there um, and throughout my youth, I'd been religiously watching Storm Riders, a film by Dick Dick Hull. Mm -hmm. um, and then I also, he actually said he got his nickname after he made that film. I was yeah. like, what's that? <laughs> it's Dick Hull or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> because he made, it was early 70s and was, <laughs> I talked to him about it. I was super stoked. I got... He was here at like a swap meet selling DVDs and, and T-shirts and stuff. And I spoke to him about it. Um, but yeah, bef um, so I'd watched that and I went with a bunch of single fins and like longer, thicker boards. Um, so it was really like cool to me. But I also read an article that was in the journal. Um, the Surface Journal is so cool because you can look online and like search up whatever articles about places. And I was re recommended this one and I'm, doing my head in because I can't remember the author's name but it's basically the story of how he and a friend went and kind of found the wave along with Peter Troy um mm. and camped out there for months on end uh his mate ended up getting malaria and dying from it and uh it's just it's like oh they both got malaria but his friend eventually died from it and it's this crazy story that I was encouraged to read by my friend Monty. Um, and so I was there and I just had this the whole weight of like its history and 
like the story of the place and I felt like so much more connected to being there. Plus it's a perfect right and I'd wanted to surf it forever. I had these cool boards. Um, in the water, like I said, like the lineup was just gelling pretty well. There's like, there was kind of three or four guys who were getting the biggest, gnarliest waves, like really just waiting for like as long as possible and just getting the craziest double ups. That was Kobe, Kobe, Ty, and uh, uh, this French bloke who I can't remember his name either, but um, big wave, crazy dude. And I'm on like single fins and whatever, picking off the nice, still finding those almondy ones, basically. Mm -hmm. but, but yeah, the whole thing, like I, I hit my head at one point and almost knocked myself out. And I remember paddling back out, being a bit rattled. And Buddha, Buddha was like, Ty was like, dude, are you okay? Like, you should go in. Like, I don't know if I was concussed or what, but I had this big egg on my head and uh, go in for a little bit. But I, it was too good. I, back out there um the next day it had dropped off a little bit more but was still perfect and was all sunny the day before it had been like rainy and offshore strong winds and this day was just that pristine sunny amazing neas bit smaller but with still a few sets and i had like a a six two pavel channel bottom single fin that i was riding this yellow board and i was having a bit of a like i was having a really fun session it was just perfect but I end up getting one random big wide one where I I took off super late and on a single fin you got to just nurse it off the bottom, mm. up in. And when I was in the barrel, it spat and my board slid sideways, and then regained. Like only really, I've only really experienced that on a single fin on your forehand when it just fully side slips, mm. locks in, and the tail lifts and pushes you through. Wow! And I came out and um was like oh fuck holy shit that was the best way of my life like whoa <laughs> like you know just tripping and i and i paddle paddle back out to the lineup and i'm sitting there and five minutes later kobe abberton paddles over he'd been in, on the inside pushing his girlfriend into waves like right as the wave bends into the deep water and he must have let his board go and had to swim right out into the middle of the bay. And he was way out there paddling back when I caught the wave. And he paddles, paddles straight up to me and he goes, oh, yeah, big, intense dude, lovely, like on on the right side. He's lovely as well. He goes, I normally just ride off CUNTs like you, but you can actually <laughs> surf that thing. <laughs> and I was like, that is the best backhanded compliment I've ever received. <laughs> <laughs> so, so funny oh it's great man like was, that that is one of the more memorable moments of that trip which is a funny story too oh that's um, epic and since after that he's like you gotta come to ours but you gotta ride your single fin like <laughs> never, mm -hmm. i never did that thank god but um yeah no thanks <laughs> yeah <laughs> now yeah, that's great like a question yeah. i have you know, when you, cause you've done a few films where you incorporate motorcycles and you're like riding motorcycles and, um, in Indonesia, which is not, you know, it, there, there's just a lot that can go wrong, but in any of those scenarios, did you ever have an, an instance where you thought whether you might not have verbalized it to the people you were with, but you thought, okay, well, we've gone too far. Like we're fucked. 
Like we're uh, not coming back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I did. Uh we had a few of those moments. Um like avoid the white lines when it's wet. I'll say that. Lobby tires. Yeah. And you're overtaking cars and trucks and all that sort of stuff. Um okay. but I, you know, it's it's a real thing there that people get carried away with. And I certainly did through my youth, just being young and dumb, like the drink driving thing. Uh, Cause you know, uh, you get it in your head that it's all good. Everyone does it, blah, blah, blah. But you know, it's the most stupid thing you could ever do in your life. And I did it once and, um, and crashed really badly. I uh, broke all the front forks in, uh, in front. I bent the front forks completely, but they were sitting on the ground. I broke every single spoke in the front tire. I hit an oh, embankment, shit. like in the dark. My mate zoomed off in front of me, and normally we'd go like, been drinking, we'd go like forty k's an hour. Just blah, 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 blah. I'm yeah. responsible. Yeah, like <laughs> not. Um, cut a corner too quickly though, because I was chasing him down, and went straight through it. I went through a bamboo gate. On one side was like a big concrete pole. On the other side was a barbed wire fence that was basically a wall because there's trees growing all through it. And I went through oh. this gate, like, you know, a meter wide and ended up like more, at least 30 feet away from my motorbike in a paddock on my back wow. and, and was fine. You know, I wasn't real fractured a finger and like bruised myself and hurt myself but like was fine and that was a moment where i was like oh my god like yeah i'm such an idiot like and it took me a long time to even be able to like talk about it uh but yeah motorbikes are dangerous being young and dumb is even more dangerous (laughs) right (laughs) mix the two together not cool but you know for the most part we played it safe and uh just pushed ourselves in ways that we do in the ocean, like push ourselves and took calculated risks. And and motorcycles are really cool because it's, it's kind of like surfing. You, you're just drawing lines, trying to draw really fun, cool lines that are like right on the limit, but you're managing it, you know, and that's, that's why I love yeah. them so much. I see a lot of like, I draw a lot of parallels between the two. And um, being in Indonesia where like anywhere, there's not always surf it's like another really awesome thing to do with your time so those trips that we did all the way through the country we not only went to the best some of the best surf destinations in the world we also went to some of the coolest riding destinations in the world and that was just just as like bigger part of the trip as the surfing was yeah i think heavy with that crash story but (laughs) Yeah, Ooh, no, 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 it's all good. It's all good. I was and just like, gonna say this is like the coolest. Can learn from my stupid lessons. Like, well, that's what I was gonna say. Is this is the coolest after-school special ever? You have Harrison Roach telling you steer clear of the white lines. Wink, wink. And uh, <laughs> oh, don't no, drink no, and no. drive. I'm sorry, <laughs> I didn't even mean that reference. I know, I know. I, know. I, didn't I was mean that. I know. I'm just oh, but that. that too. That too, kids. That too. Yeah, yeah. Kids. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hey man oh, this has so been nice. great <laughs> good to talk with you i can't wait i wish we could see you in california while you're here um and if uh you ever come back to the states let us know john's out after 
long yeah, overdue for, for a trip to Florida for sure. Fair enough. We'll make it happen. And then, you know, John also uh, has uh, not invited me to Australia next year, but he knows I'm coming anyway um, <laughs> to uh, tag along. I might even bring the wife and kids. But uh, yeah, so if we do get down that far, we'll most likely buy you a beer. And uh, thanks for joining I think us. I've lost for... you again. Okay. Hang tight and we'll see if we can get you back here. Any yeah, uh, the, the video's frozen. But... Any uh, do we have any? There we go. Here, we back? back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Back. I was just gonna say, if we get down there, we'll buy you a beer. And uh, thanks for coming on the podcast, man. We really appreciate it. Thank you, and I'll buy yeah. the uh, second round. All right, because you're yeah, how far? Harrison. How far is his Noosa from Byron? It's like two two and a half hours. Like three, three and three and a half, three hours, three and a bit. Okay, so you could bit of a maybe maybe even jump on a flight from Ballina to what would be the closest airport up there. You're probably best off just jumping on a plane on a, in a car and just oh, okay. out the drive. The, the, I don't think Ballina flies to the Sunshine Coast Airport, so why, oh, once okay. you do it, the hassle, it's you just drive from Brizzy, uh, like through Brizzy up up here. But yeah, come and check out the. The Thomas Factory, it's a really cool place. Um, and hopefully score some surf on the Noosa points. Yeah, it'd yeah. be unreal. Crowded, I, but I, it's a nice crowd. I've committed to spending uh every April in Byron Bay at my buddy's <laughs> house. So good. Good time of year. When you said that earlier in the in, in our chat, I was like, that's a great month to be in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, that's he I can't take any of the credit. He he uh he told me to when to come. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just well, yeah, like was, uh, that autumn fall scene. If you yeah. like surfing, basically everywhere in the world, seems like the ticket. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, uh, we'll jump in a car with Luke Manning and head up there, John. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So right on. Well, thanks, Harrison. Yeah, Harrison. Right, thanks thank so much. And yeah, it. tell tell Thomas we said hey and and congrats on the the win from nine years ago or ten years. Ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, we we'll, should we should have gone and seen him, but maybe next yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, got it, man. Sure. Take right. care, bud. See, See ya. All right, Later. cheers, bud. See ya. All right, yeah, this uh, PSA has been brought to you by the Florida Surf Film Festival. Steer clear of the white lines in Bali. Wink, don't, wink. <laughs> yeah. Don't drink and drive. A car, motorcycle, bike, anything. Don't do it. Not in Bali. Anywhere. Or anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> anywhere. Yeah, yeah, not if you've been drinking. 100%. No, yeah, exactly. Well, we have a good uh, story for the record with the wonderful Harrison Roach, who's, I don't know, man, I couldn't have imagined him being any cooler. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing guy. I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard for guys like me, CPA, accountant. <laughs> To be know. cool. It's an effort. If, I have to make an effort know. to be cool. And if I try too hard, it's noticeable. Yeah. No effort on nah. Harrison's part. It's, he's just the guy. He's, he's He does what he does. Pitted, full barrel, longboard, shortboard, doesn't matter. It's all no problem for him. Yeah. Like a I walk mean, in the park. He's worked hard at it. Let's be honest. He has, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, just well-deserved uh, to see him get, get the recognition that he gets and... and uh, be able to carve out a life, um, you know, doing that, being the face of a brand and, uh, 
Yeah. It's like I think he was the first Australian to win a duct tape invitational. Okay. Which uh, in my opinion is a world championship in longboarding. Want to throw this out real quick for both of you. Um you guys a, a quick just props. You continue to find exceptional guests. Thank you. And Thank uh, you. turn out tremendous interviews and uh it's great to hear. Well, we do have the luxury of this film festival, which is the entree to these emails and phone calls we make and the extra effort required to record these interviews is, yeah, it's there, but we truly love it. It's like one of the things where we, you know, we practically do it for free. I mean, we don't get a yeah. lot, of, but the fact of the matter is we are honored beyond belief that these folks devote an hour and a half, two hours, whatever it is of their time to sit down and share these wonderful stories and their background with us. I don't know. It just seems like I feel like I'm the lucky one. Well, and I think we have the luxury too of, like you said, we, we preface a lot of this with, Hey, we're from the Florida surf film festival. We also have this podcast. And again, circling back to uh, our guest host, uh, Tom Macaluso, part of the reason that, that has so much clout is because of the imagery that the festival produces and puts out there. And then that's out of his brain, you know, like the reason that our festival looks so fucking cool is because Tom makes it look cool. Yep. And that opens a lot of doors for us. So again, it's not the free liquor that we give them. I know. Look at that glass of tequila in front of you. It could be that. The Salento tequila. And by the way, Taylor just gave us that. We didn't have to pay for it. Yeah, it's, it's free it to us too. Yeah. yeah, he just gave it to us. I don't know what to say other than you're welcome. Really, no skin off our back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I hope that'll uh, be twelve ninety five. Yeah, that's an entirely too big of a glass of tequila. It's a tumbler full of tequila. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right. This was a great interview. We should thank some sponsors who make this possible. Absolutely, Monster Energy, our presenting sponsor. They make all of this possible yeah and then the surfing's evolution and preservation foundation in the state of florida if you have a license plate one of those endless summer surfer license plates you're supporting this podcast absolutely along with a lot of other great um nonprofits in the state of florida that uh make it their goal and their effort to uh preserve the coastline the ocean surfing culture yeah and uh and also to promote the evolution of those things too lest we forget the state of florida who is a uh quite a big donor to this festival in That's fact right. maybe one of the biggest yeah and the state of florida along with the county of volusia who comes on board huge every year there's a grant cycle and uh we work hard to make sure that uh, we satisfy those requirements and give back to the community the best we can and uh you know rourke has other uh partners it's, it's going to be yeti it's going to be globe every year Dragon. They, they never back down. Dragon. Red Dog Surf Shop. We have a lot of great local support. Um, Unbelievable. Red yeah. Dog, Clancy's, Cafe Verde, Persimmon Hollow Brewery. Um, we've got some new ones coming on board in August. Uh, Magnolia Acres. Yep. Um, Cap and Lou's Pet Health Food Store. Yeah, it's just it, the, the list. The, law, the lawyer dude, Josh Wagner. Yeah, you want to right. find out who to I'm support? A, I'm excited. I'm excited to say that... Um, 
Josh made some claymation advertisements that are phenomenal, and they will be in the screen wash. So if you're there on August 26th, get ready for a good time during the screen wash. All right, we'll leave you with that. August 26th, if you hear this podcast in time, come out and join us for some great movies. And uh, Tom, thanks for joining us for a little intro outro. Anytime. Yeah. Anytime. All right, man. Love it. Cheers. Yeah, there we go. Thank you.